Hi, and welcome to episode one of Bird is the Word. <laughs> oh my god, it, that is just so funny because not a lot of people know that that's my nickname. Um, it's one of those things, like, if you know, you know, like, people who are super, super close to me, like, almost related to me, or related to me, uh, know that my nickname is Birdie, but I guess I just announced it to everybody, so now everybody knows that Birdie is my nickname, feel free to call me that, um, but in all seriousness, my name is Brittany, um, thank you so much for being here today, I'm so happy if you decided to listen, um, that God called you this way. I hope that you'll take away something good from the story that I'm going to tell today. Um, it's definitely what you make it. I just wanted to, before I get started, let you know that, um, I am currently, the stories that I'll be talking about are from the Old Testament. And we need to keep in mind that the Old Testament was a very, very different time. It was before Christ. Um, So things were really different. There are a lot of really heavy, heavy, hard to read, almost unbearable stories in the Old Testament. Um, But I, like I said in my introduction, I am starting from the beginning. And I think it's important to understand life before Christ so that we can get more of an appreciation for when Christ is born and when Christ walks the earth. So um, just keep that in mind. These are very heavy stories, very different times. um, And things changed when Jesus was born and when Jesus walked the earth. So um, even though these stories are very heavy and deep, um, there is a lot of good that comes out of it. Um, And that's what God wants from us is to pull the good from the bad and and be able to identify God's goodness um, in all the turmoil in the Old Testament. So yeah, that's my spiel on that. But so the story I'm going to tell today, I actually told it on my Snapchat story yesterday. Um, But if you listen to it already, I still think you should listen to this because I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. When I was doing the Snapchat stories, I kind of felt rushed. I kind of felt like it just wasn't, I felt the pressure to hurry up. So I left a lot of details out. Um, but yes, so we are going to be talking about, um, Leah and Rachel. And this story is actually from the Bible, but I am currently reading a book and it is called the women of the Bible speak. And I will post that book information in the description if you want to check it out. So it's basically, um, we hear stories of different women in the Bible, um, And I like that. I think it's important because the women, again, different times, the women were not as focused on in the Bible. Um, And they do have some really deep, really heavy stories. Um, So, sorry, I had to drink some water. So, yeah, let's, um, let's get into it. So, we have two sisters, Rachel and Leah. And you don't have one story without the other. So they're very much intertwined. However, I would like to focus more on, um, Leia cause girl, <laughs> it is deep. Um, we get some information in the beginning on who these women are. Um, the Bible describes Rachel as a very, very beautiful woman. And I'm over here. I mean, they're making it sound the bible makes it sound like she is just god's gift to earth she's so beautiful i'm thinking kim k blake lively i mean i'm thinking i'm just putting all these beautiful faces in my mind and picturing that as rachel 
Rachel because they, um, that's how the Bible describes her. So she's a very beautiful sister. And then you have Leah and, um, she is the less attractive sister. And it's kind of odd because the Bible describes Leah as less attractive. And one of the phrases that they use to describe her is weak in the eyes. And I don't know what that means. There are so many directions that that phrase can go. I'm just going to go with it. I, we get it. She's unattractive. We get it. She's the ugly sister. Uh, you know, I was the ugly friend my whole life. So I get it. I know what it's like to be the ugly one. Anyways, we're not getting into that. <laughs> um, so yes, we've got the ugly sister. Oh, I don't want to say the word ugly because dang, that was me. Um, we have the unattractive sister and then we have the pretty sister, the beautiful sister, the Kim K and whatever. So it is said in the Bible that Jacob first saw Rachel getting water at a well and he immediately fell in love with her. He was infatuated with her beauty and decided that moment that he wanted to marry her. He was determined. He was just so in awe by her and, um, it was like a love at first sight thing with him. So he goes to her father, um, who is actually his uncle. We ain't getting into it again. Old Testament moving on. I'm just, my God. Um, so you, you do the math. Um, so he goes and asks her dad, like, Hey, you know, is it cool if I marry your daughter? And the, the, the father, he says, yeah, you can marry Rachel. But I'm a little bit worried about Leah because she is less attractive. Um, so in order to marry Rachel, you got to marry Leah too. Because I don't want my daughter to end up by herself with no children. And I'm like, just, I don't know how I feel about a dad talking about their daughter that way. You know, but different times, Old Testament, moving on. So Jacob is so in love and so determined to marry Rachel that he's like, screw it. I, yes, I will marry both of them. Like that's how much he already loved this woman. That's how much he was so determined to have her is that he was just like, I don't care. I'll marry whoever. I just know I want Rachel. She's my destiny. So he marries both of the women. And since I told you how Jacob originally felt about Rachel, you know, he loves Rachel, so he's going to pay much more attention to Rachel. He's going to show more affection to Rachel because, you know, that's how what he had his heart set on. And so these two sisters are both married to the same man. I mean, they're human beings. Of course, there's going to be some jealousy. That only makes sense. I mean, who wouldn't be jealous? Um, Leah is jealous because... All she wants is Jacob's attention. She wants to be loved by him. She wants affection and he's not giving that. He's very much giving that to Rachel because again, he just married Leah because he was told to because that was the requirement in order to get to Rachel. How horrible. God, like I just, that would make me feel, I can't even imagine. I can't even dig into those feelings because that is just terrible. So... <clears throat> We also find out that Leah is very much fertile and Rachel is barren and cannot have kids. And in these times, being able to birth a child, being able to get pregnant was viewed as such an honorary characteristic of your life. It was, it was viewed as, as such an 
honorary thing. Like if you could get pregnant, you were favored by God. You were a true blessing to everybody. Like you were just raised so highly. It was a very big deal to get pregnant. And I feel like, you know, we kind of sleep on that today because it is, it is a beautiful thing to get pregnant. And I mean, the things your body go through, oh my God, we can, we ain't doing that. I begin sidetrack. So again, I just want to reiterate that it was a very, very, very elevated way of life if you were able to conceive. And so Rachel was barren. She was not able to, and Leah was. So here we have the beautiful sister that has everything that Leah wants. And then we have the less attractive sister, Leah, that has everything that Rachel wants. Of course, go figure. We don't live in a world where we could just have it all. Leah wants Jacob's attention. Leah wants to be loved. And Rachel wants to be able to have a baby with her husband. I mean, both stories are horrible, but I want to focus on Leah because, damn, I I could just imagine how this woman felt. Lonely, sad, afraid, forgotten, you know, outcasted. And those feelings, especially in those times in her situation, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you even get past that? And who do you turn to? And there are just so many questions about Leia. Like, how how did she deal with this? How did she survive this? Um, we do get a little bit of information that before Leia married Jacob, she did worship God, but she did not worship our God, if that makes sense. She worshiped a different God that represented something else. Um, so it doesn't go into details about Leah, but she was definitely a different religion before Jacob. Um, Jacob is definitely, uh, you know, a worshiper. Jacob is definitely worshiping the same God that we all worship. Um, so I guess I would assume that in their marriage, Jacob has shown both women the Lord and has brought them to God and, you know, taught them, you know, about the Lord and the good things that the Lord has done because Jacob has his own story. Um, and he's had his own experiences with God. Jacob is a very, man, I I don't know about him. Yes. He's a favored man, but his story is deep too. We can get into that. We will because he's in Genesis. Um, so I'm assuming that Jacob has introduced both of these women to the Lord. Um, much like, you know, people in our lives introduce us to the Lord. And so time goes on. The girls are jealous of each other. Leah ends up getting pregnant six times. She has six kids, six sons from um, Jacob. And, you know, little side note, long-term wise, these six sons end up being monumental figures in the Bible. I mean, one of her sons ends up being a descendant of Jesus Christ. I mean, it is amazing. Leah's awesome. Let's keep it going. Um, <laughs> so... Leah has six sons. How do you think Rachel felt? Oh my God, the saltiness. I'm salty. I'm like, girl, my man don't even watch you. Like how? And it's not funny, but in a sense, it's like, I mean, I would be furious. Like I'm supposed to have it all, you know, um, talking from Rachel's perspective. So, you know, through all of Leah's despair, we get, there's a part in the Bible where she starts realizing that she is favored by the Lord by being able to bear these six children. 
And we hear her praying to the Lord and thanking him. And we see a turnaround in her character because, again, there's not much information. But the information we do get about Leah, she is very sad. She is very jealous. And then we get to the point where she's having all these babies. And she's realizing, like, oh, my God, like, I may not be seen by Jacob, but I am seen by the Lord. I may not be seen by the man that I want to see me the most, but the most high can see me. And that is the lesson. That right there is the word that I am taking away. Because things don't go as planned all the time. And it's hard because when we want something, we want it. We persevere. And no matter what our plan is, it doesn't matter. God has his own plan and he's going to do what he wants to do. And as much as Leah wanted Jacob to love her and to care for her, that was not going to happen. That was not God's plan for her. God's plan for her was to be fruitful and to find his love in her blessings and to find the good out of a terrible situation. And that's exactly what she did. And it's one of those things where for me, it's like easier said than done, you know, because it's like, damn, I can I can say all these things. And I can sit here and say like, pray, do this and be positive. But when you're in the moment and you're in something deep and very heavy like Leah, it's hard because hopelessness is a monster and it is something that really takes over. I mean, when you, your emotions can really affect um, we let them affect. And I can only imagine the kind of emotions that affected Leah in, you know, her lifetime, you know. But she found the good. And she realized God's favor over her. And yes, she was a less attractive sister. Yes, she felt like she was shunned. Yes, she felt like an outcast. But at the end of the day, there was so much good that came out of Leah. She could have babies. She had the one thing that made her feel of value that gave her a sense of self-worth and again old testament that was a sense of self-worth self-worth back then so she found the goodness in her terrible situation and you know rachel her story she also finds the good in her situation as well it's literally the same thing but i just felt like focusing on Leah was the most important to me because her story is the most relatable because we've all been in situations I know I've been in a situation where I'm just like damn like I I feel like crap I feel alone I feel like nobody sees me especially like in my lifestyle change more recently like I have never felt so alone in my life um of course I have my husband he doesn't count I'm you know disqualify him because I'm never alone when I'm with him but my social life took a big change and I felt like I felt like Leia like I don't have anybody nobody wants to hang out with me nobody talks to me whatever like taking all this self-pity you know and I have to see I had to learn to see the good in my situation and look at the positive things and all of the things that God has done because that is what God wants you know things that happen to us that are bad and unfortunate they are not of God they're not from God but they encourage us and they pull us and motivate us to seek him and that's exactly what happened with Leah um we get a complete you know character evolution on her story um and she ends up praising God and being thankful and appreciating her fruitfulness and just taking everything you know not taking her conception so lightly and you know I feel like it's just it's so hard for us as women 
as very emotional beings, I, you know, yeah, I said it. We are emotional. We're much more emotional. And who cares? Nothing wrong with it. But we are maternal. We are emotional. We let things get to us. And we are also control freaks. You know, we we want things our way. And when things aren't going our way, it's easy to be angry with God. And Leia very well could have been angry with God. I probably would have been like, okay, so you don't care about me. Cool. Have fun with Rachel. I probably would have felt like that. Um, it's You know, there was a time in my life where I did see things like that, where I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm just here by myself. You go bless everybody else. I have. I mean, but the way that Leia saw it and the way that the Lord moved within her is the way we need to try to have him move within us. We need to look up at the positive even when things are going wrong. And again, I know it's easier said than done. I do. But um, there's a plan. God has a plan for all of us. God had a plan for Leia. Leia bore kids. One of those kids was a descendant of Jesus, which means if without Leia, we wouldn't, we would not have Jesus Christ. What a blessing. Like that is just miraculous to me. I mean, that's literally the power of God. So strong. And um, things aren't going to always go our way. We're not always going to have the perfect life. We're not always going to have the perfect situation like everybody else. But God's situation and God's plan for us is going to be better than we ever dreamed. And I think that's the message to take away from Leah is, you know, in times of despair, just look up and thank the Lord for the good in your life. Thank God that you woke up this morning. Thank God that you got to work safe. Thank God that your mom is still alive. Thank God that your mom is not sick. I mean, there's so much and I know it's hard to do. It's easier said than done, but, um, having faith is a big part of the Lord's mercy on us and seeing the blessings and being able to identify what God has done in our lives. So yeah, that was a long one. 18 minutes, that's kind of long. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I've listened to podcasts before where they're like 30 minutes to an hour and girl, I listen to all of it. So I don't know. I welcome all feedback for real. Um, but yeah, I will have another story tomorrow. I'm actually going to get some reading done today. So um, I'll have a new one for you guys tomorrow. And I hope that this message uplifted you in some way shape or form and I just feel blessed to be here um and talk with you about this and just spread the word and just talk about the bible um it feels good and it it truly feels like a calling so again thank you so much for being here and have a good day bye